What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. What's up, Whittier? Dun, da, da, da. So we're on location today. Uh, we're actually at the 59th Hillcrest Festival of Fine Arts. Uh, what, what episode was it, Christine, where we interviewed uh, Kelly and Nancy, the featured artists, artists for the, uh, the event? 82, episode 82, the eye art, the art of the eye. And that's where <laughs> Remo was actually missing in action. I and was we, enjoying art in Costa Rica. That's right, my friend. Living his pura vida. That's yeah. right, getting a suntan, man. Um, we we had uh, Roberto uh, Chavez, uh, who was co-hosting that, that podcast, and um, actually he was uh, uh, grateful enough to be able to have us here today and give us the opportunity to interview a couple uh, artists who are participating today. And uh, so you'll hear those artists in the, in the next segments. But uh, before we get into the artists themselves, Remo, was there anything that you saw that you were like, uh, man, you were kind of blown away? Or Yeah, so we, we got an opportunity to walk around before uh, uh, get a tour from uh, Roberto. And uh, the one thing that stands out to me, because I'm... You know, as much as I would love to be more in art, I like practical stuff. And so the thing that stands out were those pens, or yeah. are those pens. So one of the um, exhibitors makes these pens out of wood material that are very practical and can be customized to any kind of profession. So I definitely got their card and probably be picking up a couple of those as the year goes on. That's and they're, right. And they're, you know, for, the, for what you get, I don't want to say inexpensive, but they're definitely... Um, I don't know, what, what kind of word would you say? Attainable. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're in the price range of, of something that's, that's attainable for a custom yeah. piece. And it's an, a beautiful pen and, you know, under $100, which is something that you go to a store and, you know, you're not going to find anything, a specialty gift yeah. for someone um, that could be tailored to maybe their industry. And so, yeah, I mean, we got a nice tour. Let's walk around and interview some people. And what about you, Christine? Is there anything that you saw on the show that you would uh, say or point out for, for somebody who has not been here yet uh, for next year to definitely make it a part of their, their uh, a part of a trip? Well, I definitely think that um, there are different music acts every single day. So I just learned today that um, I thought someone would be performing, but they got rescheduled to yesterday. You know, they got changed. So I would definitely encourage people to come every single day, at least, you know, for a couple of hours. Um, you know, the exhibits are open eight hours a day at least. So you can check out the musical guests, hear the, um, well, hear the musical guests, eat the different types of food, um, you know, walk around. And you actually have the opportunity to even speak to some of the artists that are here. And, um, I, and you know, I think that really gives an insight into learning about the art. Yeah. I definitely appreciate art more when I can talk to the person that put together the piece and understand Absolutely. the story. Yeah. If I just sit at, and stare at art in a wall, it doesn't do anything to me. But if you tell me I painted this while I was on the beach thinking of this, then I'm like, oh, man, this thing has a story. Yeah, yeah. And the more story you hear about the art, that's when it becomes, for me, cooler. Yeah. No, again, it's a lot of a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool art, a lot of cool pieces. Um, for me, is is kind of like what you just said, Christine, about uh, making it making it maybe several trips out here because it's, it's definitely changing. Um talking to one of the artists what they had yesterday is no longer here because some of the pieces sold so they had to come back and restock some of that stuff so now you have a different show 
Um, so I think if that continues to happen today on through the weekend, then it'll you'll essentially have three or four shows uh, over the weekend. So for those who have not made it out, uh, definitely make it make it uh, or put it on your counter to come on check it out and bring money. Uh, bring your wallet stuff because show some of the, me the money. Some of that art out there is, is amazing. Like I said, for a good, a good. And they're uh, one, price. In, one of a kind pieces. So that's right. You're gonna come here, find something you like. You're better off buying it than going home regretting it and try to find it. Never. That's you know right. what Roberto told me the first night? Um, he invited me to the award ceremony on Thursday, and he told me he said, "If you see something that you like." get it because it's like tj maxx it won't be here tomorrow <laughs> and i was like you're so right you're so right and one thing i forgot to mention too is the uh, children's art workshop so they actually have something for the family or for the kids so if you come on out uh saturday sunday they have a, a, a specific area where your kids could actually do hands-on crafting so um make it a family day event uh with that said anything else no just start walking there you go Roberto, we finally meet again. Yes, we we do. So thank you for being here. I'm so happy that you guys are you were able thank to make you. it. No, thank you for inviting us. This I mean, is just huge, a lot bigger than I thought. Gigantic, it was good. right? Yeah. yeah. You mentioned when you first had that interview, you were talking about somewhere between 200 some artists. But now that you look at actually what 200 artists in a campus looks and like, plus right, <laughs> um, it's a lot of art. Yes, um, there's so much art that is and different just, types of art. Yeah. It's not just like it's painting. We just finished seeing a pen exhibit that had some beautiful uh, pens. So it, oh it's yes, every, all there's types of the, all the artists. They're so creative, and the beauty of this uh, uh, this event is like every year is different. Even though we might have some uh, repeating artists, the work that they're producing is just amazing. And I'm always most happy to see them those pieces yeah. coming. Always yeah. every year, every year. So based on everything that we've seen already so far, obviously you know more or seen more than we have. What's your favorite piece so far? Oh, that's like the toughest question. Give us like the top three, top four, that so you could go check them out. Actually, um, actually, I do have an answer for that. Um, those are the pieces from the high school. Okay. And you know why? Because they're new artists. They're still in high school. They're still developing. And when you see the pieces that they're producing at this age right now, 16, 17 years old, it's just incredible. Yeah. And yeah. I just can't wait for them to see them, like, eventually in some galleries. Because some of the artists that are here, like, when I travel to New York, Dallas, or Miami, I get to see them. And some of them even in the, um, in the L.A. art show, so they participate. And it's always great to see something, but it's always exciting to see the new artists. That's, yeah. that's, that's the future of the art. They're yeah. the ones who they're movers and shakers. So, yeah. you know, they're like amazing. And you just showed us a three-dimensional piece from the first place winner of the heart of the high school. Correct. Well, uh, a little correction. Mm -hmm. uh, you're right, but it's actually two-dimensional. But oh, the, two way that, yeah, oh, okay. the way she approached it is three dimensions. Once you start looking at it, the more you look at it, yeah. it just like it keeps changing. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. So you, it's you, very talented. In high school, I used to draw stick figures still. Oh, so that, me that, too. That, <laughs> me three too. dimensional <laughs> stick figures? Yeah, no? three <laughs> we used to just throw sticks at each other. That's there how you That's <laughs> right. And just looking at the program here, obviously, it looks like you have about seven some schools that have participated. Um, again, they're, they're really good schools. Just the quality of work that they've submitted oh, yes. is amazing. Um, like I was telling Remo, I, I, for me, that was kind of like the one I gravitated just because you're starting to see artists that are kind of showing what's in their mind. 
not specifically something topical. It's more like a kind of what they're looking at that specific day. So I thought the stuff that, that was there is, is, is really good. You're correct. And also the conceptual pieces that they're producing. They're so abstract, some of them. They're like so colorful, so full of life, nice movement, yeah. you know, whatever angle you're looking at the piece is it just so much you just keep calling you to yeah. investigate and, and get more out of that piece and it's very it's extraordinary because yeah. i know some other um you know more seasoned artists <laughs> sometimes yeah. they have struggled doing it but this kid seems like they just they just can do it yeah one of the pieces was the modern medusa from the high school oh, yes. students uh-huh. and so rather than the medusa with the snake on the head it's the snake in the mouth right and so seeing a high school student Seeing that as their, you know, perception of Medusa, right, uh, right, a little bit different. So, yeah, the, those pieces are incredible, and some of them are very colorful. And then also the obviously looking at all this art, I'd say like ninety five, ninety nine percent, if not ninety nine, is is uh, for sale, right? It's oh, yes. uh, has well, a price tag, um, and just looking at what you're getting for that dollar or, or that cost is is quality work. I mean, yes, the stuff that's there is very. I don't want to say affordable because it kind of lessens, the, I guess, the art, but but it's attainable for the average person. Oh yeah, and um, then one thing that I always say, like we have a piece of art for every person here, yeah. like because depending or accordingly to your budget. You can find pieces here. We have pieces that start like I don't know twenty dollars and go up in the thousands. Yeah, I saw Remo write a check for almost ten grand for one piece. Yeah, thank you, Remo. <laughs> Good luck really that check. <laughs> that check is just go play basketball with that check, uh-huh. <laughs> or, or put it on the wall. It becomes art, right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And then another thing that I need to tell you, like um, I'm excited to see a lot of Latino artists participating this year. It's very exciting, especially me. You know, uh-huh. um, yeah. as a Latino myself, like this is this is very important for me. It's, it's, it's it's just joy all over. So obviously for next year, uh, somebody who's thinking about who didn't make it this time around and, and listens to the show, um, what would you say in terms of what we've seen, or even you, Remo, like what is it that you've seen that, that you guys could share with, with the audience so they, they could want to come back or come for the first time next year? Well, next year is going to be our 60th anniversary. So what we're big. planning in doing, yes, it's going to be something big. We're planning. And we are going to be inviting all the past future artists that we have. So instead of having only two or one, uh, we'll see how many we can get. Hopefully yeah. at least 25. Now imagine all these 25 artists that are very well accomplished and they have all these beautiful pieces yeah. all together. Nice. It's going to be crazy. Good crazy collection. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and would it be at the same location? Oh, yes. Same location? A, well, if we we're going to have more... More um, future artists, probably we're going to be allocated more. We're going to need more space to accommodate yeah. everybody. That's right. Yeah. So, Rima, what would you, what would you say uh, for next I, year? I don't know. Well, I'm going to give my plug to my people that are selling the pens because I think they're the coolest thing. Oh, they're very good. So, um, it's, how do you say, o- Ozox? Ozox. Uh-huh. Ozox wood and stuff. They make these uh, wood pens out of wood and... Custom. And they're really custom, custom pens, yeah. Not only wood, but what else? Uh, one of them was deer. jeans, yeah, deer, hair, jean material. I mean, and they kind of compress everything. I don't know the process, but they're beautiful pens, and they're they're pretty good price. Just for, so you know, I have like four of us. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not, like every every guy in my family, they yeah. they own at least one because yeah, I have given them. It's, it's yeah. such a nice gift yeah. to give. Very memorable, very unique. You're not finding those out. All right. And <laughs> don't forget the ladies. There's a lot of jewelry also yeah. here. And all the pieces are like yeah. handmade. There are yeah. no... 
uh, you know, purchase from the store. They're like yeah. they well, make. Let's the cut that out so my wife doesn't hear this. Yeah. <laughs> and, come and on, get, wife, come over here. I think it's for for somebody who has not yet stopped by and and hasn't been here for the first time. I guess if you come next year, you know, come with the with some money in the wallet because. The, what Remo was just talking about was at the boutique, which is essentially like a little store with uh, crafts and art pieces that are at a more reasonable price. So you could buy it as a gift for, for whatever event or special occasion. So um, anyways, I'd say if you are going to stop by next year, definitely come hit the boutique. Yeah, please. And, and you guys come back. You know, this is, this is your home. So Thank you. the doors are open for you. We'll see you next year. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. Your word. So, Callie and Nancy, we finally made it. We're here in the, the uh, featured gallery, actually, nice. where you guys are have all your art combined. Um, I know in the podcast when we brought you guys on, uh, you, we, you guys kept talking about a collaborative piece. Um, obviously, I, when I got here, that was like the first thing I was trying to find. Where is this piece? <laughs> you just had me on suspense. Um, can you guys describe a little bit about about the actual piece itself and... and of course, you guys are pay- pointing to each other. Do you guys do the same thing me and Remo do? <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Well, um, Kelly initiated the, the, the production of this piece, and she asked if I wanted to do a collaborative piece with her. And then when we talked about the size, I said, oh, I have a canvas. I said, as long as you don't mind a three-foot-by-three-foot piece, I have a canvas that I started. So my first part of this job is done. Yeah. You take it over now. <laughs> so I gave That's it the best to, collaborative. I know. <laughs> I said good. So I gave the canvas to um, Kelly, and then she worked on it. Yeah, I I took it, and I was so thrilled because it was an abstract piece. I thought, oh, good, because. That's something I can. I thought I, I won't wreck one of her beautiful pieces if it's an abstract piece. I can work with that. So, I I kept it stood up, looking at it for about a month. Honestly, I'm telling you the truth now. I had it that long before I really touched it because I had to figure what was I going to do with that. Was I going to make it into something or keep it an abstract piece? And I was inspired by a, a kimono card that I had from a kimono show that I saw that had that same color in it, and I thought. <gasps> I mean, we can turn it into a, a kimono. So I researched kimono pattern, and that's how I applied the the part of it that I did. I put a uh, paper, actually, pieces on top of it. So I added that side where Nancy had a painted part. I added um, turn paper and cut paper on top of that and then handed it back to her. And, and it sat, I looked at it for... Well, it, it couldn't have been a month because we had to get it... I had to get it back to Kelly if I, if I wanted to let her do another bit... So I, I probably looked at it a couple of weeks. And then um, same kind of a process because I, it, it, when, from Kelly's part, there were new colors added, but there were also colors from the old painting that then I really didn't like. So I started with that and painted some of those out and then added um, more floral type thing. Right. And then, but I knew we were coming. Kelly was coming to Whittier for the podcast, so I said, "I got to finish this up." And I said, "Okay, now you finish it." <laughs> Give it back to Kelly. Now, and so I, I missed the first podcast. So let me ask you, as a listener would would be thinking. So the idea is, it's a piece that goes back and forth between you ladies. Who gets to actually finish it? Well, we were just talking about that today. I said, who gets to take it home <laughs> if it doesn't sell? Yeah. And I said, is there a price on it? <laughs> and um, 
Kelly said, well, we could keep going, you know, so potentially it could keep evolving. Um, well, then we, we could enter it into another uh, show. Right. <laughs> How cool would it be if you bring it back for the 60th year as F- a collaborative Completely piece? finished, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Because, I mean, there are times when I feel like a painting's not quite there, and but you also want to know when to stop. So... Mm-hmm. And with two people working on it, two artists, you know, I mean, it could go on forever. <laughs> That's a great idea, though. That's yeah, what we're going to do. We'll tell Roberto. And we'll, fin- <laughs> we'll completely finish it. Because I see things I still would like to do to it. And you know, we had to kind of call it to be, you know, hung for this show. So we had to kind of stop. But I certainly see things that I Well, the funny part is, is that I had originally on the first painting kind of a general idea of which direction top and bottom it would go then Kelly took it she goes well how about this and she turned it upside down and I said well that's an idea then when she gave it back to me I turned it the other way and I said well how about this (laughs) and then when we got together I said but I still don't like this down here and she goes well how about this and she turned it over again (laughs) so it's been going up and down the whole time we might have to wire it both ways and then we can hang it up Half the time one way and half right. the time or wire right or in the rotate middle. it yeah, just rotate it around. Yeah. yeah, in the middle. It's been fun to talk to about because people come up and it. We didn't give a giant explanation with it. Um, it just says a collaborative piece. So when I see people stop, I try to run and explain because I, I I think it's really fun. So I have fun talking about it and people are like, oh my, you know, I never heard of somebody working with another. Um, artists before, so I said, yeah. It's been and there were artists, process. when I talked, when I mentioned that this is what we were going to do, they would say, well, aren't you just so scared? Why would you ever want to do that? And I thought, no, this is kind of fun. <laughs> you know, because I didn't know what Kelly was going to do. And I like sort of that spur of the moment, work well, off we of something else. And uh, maybe I'm just, I'll just speak for myself. We're not. I wasn't totally aware of what your style was. I didn't know a lot about Nancy's work, so I really, honestly, I really didn't know. What, I thought she was going to do very fine pen work or something like that. That's what I expected. So I really didn't know what to expect. Well, I've either. had this canvas since the '70s, so. And, mm-hmm. and I was going to say, like, <laughs> what, I've seen collaborative pieces that have gone back and forth between artists. I mean, you could almost tell, like, what. Like once something has a certain style and then the other one has a different kind of style, and it doesn't completely kind of mesh. It's not as collaborative. <laughs> yeah, it's like but, two and two, one and one. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. But this one looks like something that it, it could could essentially be a, a single artist with oh, just a different take on that. something like that. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, just we could make up a name. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of it. Did you being... look at the layering, right? I mean, it's all it's all kind of that's what it was. It's right. a layering piece, so yeah, because it could have been a disaster, right? <laughs> and then we would have then we would have left it out. That's right. <laughs> Maybe, but when I think about your style and you know how I work in terms of if I do acrylics, my watercolors are quite different than than my acrylics. Um, it seems like it had to have worked. You know, well, it, we, there's no room for disaster. Well, we there. just approached it like, I don't care what you do. And I even told Nancy, I said, and if you, it doesn't work out and you don't feel good about it, we don't have to do it. Because I thought the last thing you want is somebody to pressure you into something. And yeah. it's not fun as an artist. You, you don't need any, believe me, with all this, we don't need any more pressure. This was that's a lot right, of pressure. That's right. That's right. Right. But, but you know what was nice about that, that little end of pressure was that. I knew I had to kind of stretch myself mm-hmm. and think differently, get out of the box that I was in doing other work that I, were current and work on a piece that was quite different. 
and what what did I want to do? Mm-hmm. So th- there's a little bit of a push that's nice to expand your horizons in a good way. Yeah, right, right. absolutely. Yeah. So Fabulous. so we've been asking the question uh, two questions. One is uh, for for future guests for next year, the ones that didn't make it this year. What would you what would you um, what would you what would you say to kind of like what is it? What is there like anything you saw that was special this year that somebody should come out and look for? Well, the people who have never attended the show, when they come, the, the surprise is that there's so much fabulous art here, and I'd say that 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 you have to spend a, a certain amount of time though because there is so much art to be able to see it all is quite difficult. Yeah. But the demonstrators are fabulous. Um, well, there's such a variety, which I think it's right. not all watercolors. It's not all photography. I mean, that, you don't see that that often where it's such a variety like this is. So. And beautiful, beautiful pieces. So, yeah. Do you guys have, other than your own kind of work, do you guys have like that one piece that stands out in this whole gallery today? Or in the, the whole, whole show, show? the I whole do. exhibit. Oh, you do. Well, that. yes, but I haven't. I, have to I haven't looked it. real carefully at everything, which I've been trying to do all day, but I haven't been able to. But um, Bianca Rice, who is the other featured artist, <laughs> has this pastel. It's got to be four feet by three feet of a crow, and because it's a pastel, the feather. I just, if I could take that home under my arm. We I won't tell her. I would, well, I and, would I, and I have to agree with you. That's mine, too. I'm going to jump on the bandwidth. Because it's black paper, and it's a it's a beautiful blue. It's, it started as black paper, and you guys have to go look at it. Yeah, it's you, you, should, you should go blue. see it. You would not know. I mean, but that's what gives it the luminous effect. And, and it's, it's a singular fantastic. crow. Done. Moving. We're going to go it's out very there. very moving. You have to right see across it. The, right across right. the... Well, ladies, again, thank you for for being on, and uh, we're going to continue to enjoy the show, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys next year. Great. Thank you so much for coming here. Appreciate it. Thank you. So we're here with another uh, artist who's actually exhibiting in the art show, Um, but you have something a little bit different because you have, it seems like you have a lot more pieces that are um, actually for sale, it looks like. Before we get into that, let's, uh, let's introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Cersei, and I sculpt animals in ceramic clay mostly and some bronze. And I've got a little bit of other things that I do here at the little booth. Um, and I'm also demonstrating how I finish the pieces, and also yesterday I was uh, demonstrating how I sculpt the little tiny ones so people could see uh, how it's done. And that's what I was kind of getting at. That's very unique because most of the stuff that you got going on, on the inside is all wall-hung art. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here it's actually sculptures. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, the, the sculptures you have here today, um, and then what, what inspires you to do that? Nature inspires me. It always has. And um, I've been an animal uh, sculptor for probably 30 years now. And wow. I worked with figurine companies before this, and then I went back to finish my degree a few years ago that I had started many years ago, and um, I got back into ceramic Clay sculpture, and I uh, finished my BFA, and now I've I've kind of brought the two things together. My my animal sculptures I was making for the companies, and now this I'm doing one of a kind pieces, and using fired on colors, and you know I make them 
at the shows or at home and show my work. Is there a, a favorite animal or, or pet that you like to... I see most of them are dogs. Uh, well, the dogs are, are a kind of a different body of work that I do uh-huh. for the companies. But uh-huh. if you look around the table at the front of it and you see all the wildlife, yeah. um, those are my, my passion is the wildlife. The I wildlife. actually, um, yeah, and I guess if you ask me a favorite animal to sculpt, it would be otters and bears. Um, those would be number one and two. I've made a lot of them, and I just, the otters are so free-flowing and Especially when uh-huh. they're underwater, so uh-huh. playful, and bears are just fun. I just, I just love bears. I was gonna say, with all that fur they got going on, I'd say it's probably the more difficult one. The bears. How, well, yeah. How do you, how do you interpret that, or not interpret, but how do you create fur on something that's so stiff as a ceramic? You know. Well, um, the way I make my pieces, uh, there's different ways to make hand-built, you know, ceramic sculptures, and so some people use like a, a coil method where they build up with all these round snake-like coils into the whole form. Other ones stuff uh, make an armature with newspaper that will burn out in the kiln. But I make my sculptures solid, and then I dig out the clay. You have to have a hollow piece because if not, steam will build up and it'll blow it up in the kiln Mm. when it begins to um, expand the steam. So you have to have it hollow, and there has to be an escape route, like a a hole somewhere in it so for it can... Come out that, that explains way. why most figurines I have at home have a hole in the bottom. That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you'll see that with a lot of things. You'll see little little tiny holes. Or, yeah, you know. yeah. Is that something you learn firsthand, or did you blow up a couple? Of things no, in the I, I've been. I've had very good instruction when okay. I was. I mean, I started in community college um, uh-huh. a long time ago, and then I went to Cal State under Vincent Suez. He was my instructor there. And uh, they just give you a lot of a lot of instruction on how to make these things work. And you learn the different clay types. They call them clay bodies. You learn the different types. And there's sculpture ones, and then there's some for throwing on the wheel where they might have no uh, kind of, like, grit or sand in mm-hmm. them. Um, but the sculpture bodies tend to have uh, what they call grog, which is harder pieces of already fired clay ground up in the, the green clay. Mm-hmm. So that way that the... It has a, an open body so the steam can come out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is the biggest piece you've ever sculpted? Are these all? Oh, that's almost- a good question. Uh, <laughs> uh, most of my pieces are, I think, probably about 20 inches I've done. But I have not done a really large piece yet. Um, some of the sculptors do. And you'll see a lot of them do things where they combine pieces together. Uh-huh. So post-firing, they'll combine it together into a sculpture. And they can get very large with those, you know. Nice, nice. We have a, we have a limitation with the sizes of the kiln. The kiln, yeah. So um, that's one way that we get restricted. So they will just fire the pieces and put them all together that way. Very cool. And if somebody wanted to buy these pieces online, or, or is there any, do you have an online store or they can reach you somehow? Yes, I have um, my first name, Circe, C-I-R-C-E dot gallery. And you can see some of the work there. And, and I don't have it as a purchase site necessarily, but you can email me and Inquiries commission something if you have a favorite animal and you want to see it. Or you can just see a, a variety of my pieces there. Very cool. Do you do sculptures for actual, someone brings their pet yes. or a picture of it? Oh, That's really? my other site, custompetsculptures.com. Wow. And uh, if you want your dog or your cat or your uh-huh. horse or whatever, and you want a portrait done with that, um, I just need pictures, and uh, we go from there. Well, Remo's going to get one with his dog. <laughs> yeah, right on my lap. Yeah. 
It's a lot of fun, and, you know, especially a lot of times I get people that have lost their pets, and, and they want some sort of memorial piece for it. Correct, and sure. So, you know, it, it kind of brings it brings it all together. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Well, thank and, you so uh, much. Thank you. Again, for anybody out there looking to get a sculpture of their dog or, or pet, right, ah, yeah. reach out to you. Thank okay, you. Okay, custompetsculptures.com. There you go. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, okay, right. thank Bye-bye. you so much. Thank you. So we're here with another artist, actually uh, a working artist right now, right? You're, you're yes, I'm working with uh, a Korean-style Onji pottery wheel, and uh, it's a uh, form of coil construction, and you can make massive uh, pots with this method, uh, you know, 200, 300, 800-pound pots. And wow. uh, Korean, you know, culturally... They would make these huge pots, and then they would store fermented vegetables and things in them uh, for food storage, you know, during the winter. And, and you start with the bottom, the base, and just keep adding to the yeah. pot? Is that how yeah. that works? Yeah, I have prepared my, my coil material here, and uh, it's, you know, it's, it's like an inch thick, and it's, uh, you know, whatever, 12 inches, 13 inches long, and then uh-huh. I just prepare it and make sure it's, it's solid. I've already... I've already manipulated it once and pounded it, and you know, try to get the uh, air out of it and all that uh-huh. other stuff, and, and make it uniform consistency. Is there anything inside of it uh, other than the clay? Is the, there like well, sticks or no? No, it's just clay. It's wow. uh, clay. Is this clay is called mid-range sculpture body, and the, it has fire clay uh, at like thirty-five percent, oh. and then it's got. Uh, Ball clay, Kentucky stone ball clay, 35%. Then it has grog which at uh, 30%, two different kinds. One's 48 mesh, which is a, a larger size, and then a, and then a smaller 200 mesh. And what that does is essentially it's, they, t- they take clay and they cook it into bricks. They make it into a brick, and then they grind it up, and then you put that in. So I got 30% like already fired clay in here. Wow. And then the fired clay... It allows the clay to be fired at a high temperature uh, and not melt and deform. And then the Kentucky stone, the ball clay, adds plasticity, which allows it to be manipulated and not crack. And uh, so you can make you make amazing stuff with this. Well, we're look, I mean, the stuff we're looking at behind you that you've already done and finished. Uh, most of it's like it looks like bowls and and uh, yeah, these are these are uh, works done uh, using the pottery wheel. Uh, and it's di- all different kinds of clay. Uh, like this orb uh, is uh, like made out of it's porcelain. Uh, and this is a, another kind of uh, this is stoneware. Uh, it's made. You know, it's made. It's called Zam Superbody. It's very nice and mushy and really easy to work with. And then I got another stoneware here. That's a real basic stoneware. It's uh, it's just it's almost like the mid-range sculpture body. But it's got feldspar in it, which is a volcanic mineral, which allows it creates more of a glass-like uh, consistency. And, and these are all one of a kind, all handmade. Yep, all yeah. one of a yeah. There, there's not another one like it. You just keep making them. I mean, you can make the. I've made a lot of bowls. Uh, they're similar in shape, but they're not all yeah. the same. You know. And I mean, how long does one of these pieces maybe take? One of these bowls. Uh, to make one of these. I mean, when you sit on the potter's wheel and actually make it, it oh. might take ten minutes. Okay. Uh, and then, then the next, you let it, you let it dry out so, a little bit, and yeah. then the next day you come back 
and then like I shaved it and did things to it to yeah. give it more uh, to remove material and to give it a, a nicer form. And, and how about like the that. color? How do you add the when do you add the uh, color? The color. This is these are all specialty glazes that I've actually made. Uh, I, I order the minerals uh, that I would use to make the glaze, and I've, I've researched recipes. That, you know, it seemed like they would be good or compatible. You know, I do a lot of research. And, like, this glaze is a, a volcanic ash slash pumice uh, and Gersley borate glaze. And it's got some tin oxide and some zircopax or, or zinc oxide in it as well. And then I put a, uh, a colorant. This is a, a mason stain called burgundy, whatever, or Bordeaux red. Bordeaux red. Uh, <laughs> So I, and, and I put it in in this five percent, and then I do that, and then this is, and then I put another color. Uh, I did. I fired this again, and I put a different uh, glaze on, which is a totally different kind of glaze, yeah. which I know is more. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't run as much or whatever. It, it, it doesn't doesn't get affected by the other glazes. Yeah, yeah. So. Now, and what got you into? Well, I'm a teacher. Okay. I'm a school teacher, and I'm an artist number okay. one. And so I've been doing. Now, I've been making art and working with all different kinds of materials yep. for, you know, my whole life. So, Forever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when, well, when I was in college, I, I made sculptures using, I mixed my own clay at, at, in school. And, yeah. and I made sculptures and I made plates and stuff. And I didn't have a potter's wheel. I just, I just didn't by hand. Yeah. I did, so I was just, I'm making art, you know. <laughs> That's how I kind of felt about it. And then later... I've worked all different kinds of. I mean, I, I'm sculpt and I paint and I draw and all stuff, and, and eventually became an art teacher. Nice. And uh, so I, I teach ceramics and also uh, drawing and painting. So, very cool. So, very cool. And I, and I just keep. Going. I love this. It's one of my favorite things to nice. do. Nice. So, so if somebody is uh, interested in looking at your your art or your ceramics or, or your pottery, uh, where will they? Do you have a website or uh, I have Facebook? RussellDarty.net. Russell Doherty, R-U-S-S-E-L-L-D-O-H-E-R-T-Y.net. And that's where you could see my art. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for having us on or coming on. And, uh, again, we'll see you all next year. Yeah. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Yes. Very exciting. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. And we're here with another artist. Yes. A very creative mind. Thank you so much. I'm looking at the stuff you have hanging. And it's definitely not for me because... <laughs> Because why, it's not, it's not your color, Jesse. That's why. <laughs> but I must say that I have sold some of my pieces to different uh, rock bands, nice. including uh, the, the one called Sticks. I don't know if you yes, remember those yes. guys. Yeah. yeah, and a few guitarists also. So. Well, before we go into what you have here, yeah. introduce yourself. Tell us your name and then, okay. uh, then tell us what you do. Yes, my name is Dominique Vialard. The name of my company is Art Couture. Um, I've been doing clothes, uh, one-of-a-kind pieces, for like uh, 30 years now. Uh, this is a second career. I used to be an art director for commercial TV, and I arrived in America, and the people were asking more about my clothes than my ability to do commercials. <laughs> so I said, okay, that's what I do. And since then, I've been touring uh, California nice. with my things and paying all my bills with that and having a lot of fun. So Very cool, very yes. cool. And when you say the custom pieces, can you explain maybe what some of the pieces that you have here that you do? Yes, everything I do is one of a kind. Okay. So I think that's what interests my customers. It's like buying a painting. Uh -huh. you, you're not going to see yourself coming and going. So I do 
you know, big uh, big coats, shorter jackets. I do things who have a feel like a art gallery, like very colorful. I do also a lot of black and white because people feel safe with black and white since it's the, the perfect balance of color. I do all kinds of things uh, who are comf- comfortable. Yeah, what are these called? Uh, do they have a name to the specific yeah. type? Two guys here, we look at them and <laughs> yes. are they jackets? Are they shells? I would say that they are high-end artistically inclined outerwear. So it's things okay. that you wear outside. Okay. I don't do the top and the, the pants and the, all that. No, there I leave go. that to, to factories <laughs> and I do what you wear over that. Yes, yes. yes. And I love the price tag. I mean, I just saw that one there and yes. in big letters says unique. I mean, yeah. that alone yes. is, is a way to sell something because <laughs> yes. you're right. It's, you're not going to find it somewhere else. So Yes. Uh, and I do my own tags, you know, when I'm finished sewing. That's the last thing I do. It looks a little bit too simple, but, you know, and, and uh, yes, I used to done. make a big, uh, you know, I write AC in my clothes. I used to write the whole thing, art couture, but I don't have time because it's, you know, I have years where I can do that if it is a little slow. But since, uh, I mean, the economy for me has been What's better. your favorite piece uh, so far here in your... I like my uh, I like the things that I do with uh, several pieces of fabric that I assemble. So I do short uh, I do kind of short kimono jackets with like ten fabrics in the same jacket. And was that a silk or what? No, it's whatever fabric I find. So I mix. It can be the sleeve could be silk, and then the body is going to be rayon, and so it's all uh, different. Uh, it's a fabric who talks to me, and I put them together, and I hope that they talk about the same thing. Yes. Very yes. nice. Yes. Uh, definitely Remo's color. I see <laughs> Remo wearing something yes. like yes, that. Yes. You <laughs> see, this one I call the gallery, but I will do also very more, uh, you know, those who are black and white. Uh-huh. This please a lot of people because it's it goes That's everywhere. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. any age. You know, black and white is never out of fashion. Actually. It's timeless, yes. Yeah. It's yes. timeless for any age. That's we love right. black and white. That's yeah. right. Um, in, in terms of, uh, obviously, the stuff you got going on here, do you also do uh, art separately from what no. you do here? This is specifically I'm just... Not, I never tried. I don't have time. Yeah. Because, you know, I have to produce at least uh, 15 oh. pieces a week. Yeah. So... I don't have time to uh, to um, to do another type of art, but I would, you know, I think that when I will be too old to do my my because I drive a lot, I go to the desert, I you know, I'll I'll try something else because yeah, I'm sure I would love it. That's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> so for people who are looking for um, for your specific type of fashion or or outerwear. Do you have a website where they could go and find us? Yes, you could go on on my website. It's called Art, like Art, Couture, C-O-U-T-U-R-E, Dominique, my first name, dot com. ArtCoutureDominique.com. Perfect. Awesome. So yes. anybody out there looking to get a custom piece, a one-of-a-kind, uh, reach yes. out. Unique. And, yes. Uh, you know, show us a picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have tons of pictures of my website. And, I, if, you know, if you are somebody who is inclined to buy one-of-a-kind things, you go online you Google art and crafts, arts and crafts show on Google, and you put Southern California, and you will have all the shows which are happening, where and what date. 
Perfect. And you can have awesome. all your weekends filled by art. That's right. That's yes. right. Awesome. Well, again, Dominique, thank you for thank having you so us much. on. My pleasure. And uh, again, everybody enjoy the show. Thank Very you. Very good. Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you so you. much. And now we're at another exhibit here uh, where we have an artist who's actually working on a piece uh, while, while she exhibits her other pieces. Um, before we get into what you do, if you can introduce yourself. And then after you introduce yourself, tell us what type of art you do. All right. Uh, my name is Dawn Mendelson. I am a mosaic artist, and I specialize in picassiette, which is French for stolen plate. And it's named after a man who used to collect whatever he could find in France, and he mosaiced his whole home inside and out. Wow. So it's using recycled materials. It sounds like what Remo does, uh, he steals a lot of stuff, but... Uh, <laughs> Tell where me you, more. Where do you put it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so are these um, a certain type of plates? Or I, I see little pieces with this mosaic. Do you take something and, and break it and kind of recreate it for something else? Exactly, yeah. So yeah. I use a lot of recycled materials. As you can see, I have a lot of broken bowls, cups, plates, um, scrap glass, and uh, fashion them together into either abstract or representational pieces. How, how long does one of these pieces take you to put together? Well, I've been working on this piece, which is, I believe, 16 inches by 16 inches uh, for two days now. So, And I'm almost done. Wow. So and say, is it a sunflower? A, it is a sunflower. Okay. Yay. Okay, got that one right. <laughs> well, I, I got it yeah. towards almost the end, and it says sunflower on the top. No, oh, I'm does kidding. it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's no, that's, yeah. I'm good with the abstract. <laughs> And what's, um, again, looking at something, like, where does that start from? Like, is it you first find the pieces and then come up with the idea after effect, or you... It depends. Uh, sometimes I'm really inspired by the pieces that I find, and sometimes I'm working from a concept. So right now I've been working on food flowers, which are the blossoms from food. Um, so I have three pieces in the show that are a tomato blossom, and then I have a strawberry blossom, and... So now I'm doing a uh, sunflower because you can eat the seeds. So yeah. yeah, and I'm looking at the piece, the one, the sunflower itself. I mean, these little pieces on the inside—is that also ceramics? Those are uh, sea urchin shells. So oh, wow. um, I just thought they look really nice and to represent a sunflower. Those little tendrils yeah. that yeah, are yeah. in there, Pop out. and then I uh, hand painted each one to go with it because typically they're white. Wow. No, it's beautiful stuff. I mean, we're looking at the other stuff you got on display here. Out of all this that you got going on, what's your favorite piece? I think the turquoise uh, wall hanging in the middle is my favorite because uh -huh. it's a combination that uses all kinds of different materials. So it has metals in it, it as ceramic, it has glass, it has stone, um, and uh, it just has a nice uh, feeling of the seashore to me. So that's that's my favorite piece. And it's very three-dimensional. It is yes. very dimensional. Yeah. yeah, it has a lot of unique things in there, like gears and things like that. It's really fun. And I'm looking at, at the mirror, and then you also have, like, a picture frame that's mm -hmm. also ceramic kind yep. of a combination. Uh, again, just useful art, right? I mean, it's not just functional, sitting Functional, absolutely, there, yeah. Functional yeah, functional um, art, absolutely. And where did this passion come from, from mosaics? Well, I've been doing it for 20 years, and I started by doing a little kit just to see if I would like it, and I fell in love and never looked back. So <laughs> I've been wow. doing it for a long time. 
and I do larger pieces as well as the small pieces. Sure. So What's the largest piece you've ever uh, um, Well, we've done, uh, I work also with a nonprofit uh, in downtown L.A. teaching mosaic art to adults recovering, getting back on their feet after being homeless. And we did a 40-foot wall uh, by about six feet tall of all wow. flowers. It's a wow. beautiful piece. I have a picture in the in the book there. How long did something like that take, and how it, many people? It took us a few months, and we started out as a practice to learn how to cut. And when we shared on social media what we were doing, other people wanted to participate, and we ended up getting flowers from around the around the world. So we have uh, four or five different countries mailed us flowers, wow. uh, mosaic flowers. And 10 different states mailed flowers. So we had over 500 flowers as a huge uh, community project. It was really awesome. And when they send them over to you, do they do they send you a complete flower ready to put up? Or yes. do they send, oh, they do. Yeah, okay. there's so, a thing that you use that's fiberglass mesh, and you tack the pieces to the mesh. Um, so what they did is create those smaller pieces, and then we could take that and use a thin set to adhere it to the wall. So we put them all together into a fashion. So it didn't, you didn't have a handful of people breaking the uh, the, the Oh, the always. Place, Somebody's always breaking plates. And then putting them together. <laughs> Sounds like Remo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great job. How you, have, how you have a place to drop <laughs> off all the broken plates? I don't want to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you had a piece where it actually accidentally breaks and then you're reusing it for another piece absolutely sure that's happened yeah oh man i I think this is probably one of those fun types of projects that i need to get into it's it's a lot of fun uh, once you start it's really hard to stop at this point if you break it it's okay yeah (laughs) let me ask you a practical question do you get worried when some of these kids are running around no no i don't no I, I think actually the kids are drawn to it a lot yeah, because yeah. it's a very tactile yeah, art. That, that's you know? why. It's, it's yeah. very, you're going to see kids almost come and that's touch That's okay, and yeah. yeah. Mosaic is meant to be touched, actually. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, Don, where would somebody, if they want to see in, in your collection and obviously reach out to you uh, to purchase uh, special pieces, where, how can they contact you or reach you? Uh, I have a website. That's okay. my name, donmendelson.com. Perfect. Yeah. So anybody out there who's interested to see the stuff that we're looking at, uh, check out the website. Again, beautiful colors, beautiful pieces, very, very creative stuff. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Thank you. So what did you think, Jesse? We're all done now. Man, I think we got to go get something to eat. What are you buying, friend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I That's know. normally how the conversation usually ends with us. Huh? Yeah, we saw some good eatery or some good places here. Let's uh, go grab a bite to those that... Um, are listening uh we all the people's places will be on the show notes so you can check those out and uh look forward to next year and again what we interviewed is just uh not even a percent yeah, right tip it's, of the iceberg yeah. yeah there's probably, a lot yeah. more out here uh again it's kind of hard to to try to explain everything we're seeing but uh if we were able to capture all this it, it'll be amazing um eye candy for those that are watching so yeah. well, and, and, no, and those that are listening <laughs> yeah, that's right and with that said, uh, all right, we'll see tuned. you later, Woodier. See you later, Woodier. Bye.